who are the absolute dumbest characters in Street Fighter V. We welcome head of editorial Stephen Dream King Chavez on today's episode as the three of us decide our top five most stupid characters in the game on this episode of the Event Hubs podcast. Perfect. And now we actually want to get dumb. And I thought there was no better person to bring in than our director of editorial, Stephen Chavez Dream oh boy. King. Hot damn. Yeah. The, the shade begins immediately. <laughs> this was supposed to just kind of like disintegrate into we're going to start professional and then inevitably get to like, well, a little more personal and, and rag on each other. But you're starting it off at that level and we're only going to go down from there. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so the people who don't know uh, who Steven Chavez is, he has been with us actually since 2012 on Event Hub, six years now. Um, and he runs pretty much all things editorial. But the most important part I have to say is if you have any complaints whatsoever, his <laughs> cell phone number is 555. <laughs> but uh, Steven, go ahead, and, uh, go ahead and say hi to everyone here just uh, so they can hear the sound of your voice. Sure. Uh, hello, guys. Uh, this is my first time on the podcast. Obviously, uh, I think my name has been mentioned on pretty much every episode of the podcast so far and uh now i'm actually here so it's pretty great to be here yeah so just to cue people in here on kind of what we do behind the scenes like uh the three of us usually regularly play in like you know battle lounges and street fighter 5 and the messages that we kind of send to each other afterwards are, are sometimes very passive aggressive and very sometimes just like straight out aggressive like you know hey you know good games but good games like doesn't actually mean good games it kind of means like i hope you're happy with your victory with the stupid character you played it's you know yeah, like the, the it's stupid good yeah. games f you kind of thing <laughs> yes and we can't actually say that because we're co-workers we have to come back the next day and like you know have a you know a working relationship still so we really kind of like mask stuff in there and whatnot and um so yeah so we we're kind of notorious here for for having like you know recording videos linking tweets and kind of showing match footage of, of proof that we're right and the other person is completely and totally wrong, but not just wrong, stupid on top of it, like really dumb and other stuff. But at the end of the day, we still somehow managed to work together and actually enjoy each other's company, I think. But but yeah, yeah so, there's uh, a lot of teeth grinding while we're working. Yeah. After those really, uh, really passionate sets, it's like, yeah, we just got to kind of uh, bite our tongue sometimes. But yeah. Yeah, so we well, we have no teeth left. If you see us in person, that's why it's <laughs> kind of crowded down. So, uh, anyway, so we're gonna get into to dumbest characters here in Street Fighter Five. This is a little bit tongue in cheek here. Uh, you know, it's we're we're having a lot of fun with this, but you know, there's definitely some truth. We're gonna knock uh, uh, drop some knowledge with it as well. Um, but I want to get into actually here first and, and kind of explain everyone's criteria of what they think makes a character dumb. And we'll go ahead and start with the guest of honor here, Stephen, if you want to jump in and say, like, what what like what makes it jump out at you? Man, this character is dumb. Like what hits you there? Yeah, for me, when it comes to dumb characters, uh, it's usually tools that are overly oppressive. Like I know Street Fighter Five is by nature like an oppressive game. It's very offensive. Uh, and people want to, you know, constantly be rushing down that kind of thing. But I feel like overly oppressive attacks that are just easily abusable. Uh, that's kind of a key factor in the dumb category for me. Um, also, any types of moves that uh, have a really high reward with uh, not that much risk. Again, that's kind of a par for the course when it comes to Street Fighter V. But I feel like there's some characters that can kind of do that a little bit more, do that better than others. And uh, again, that's kind of a, that's pretty dumb for me. And uh, also moves that uh, work in ways that they probably shouldn't. And uh, John, I know I'm going to mention that later and you're <laughs> laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. But 
there are some characters that John plays that have moves that fit perfectly into that description, and we'll talk about that later. But uh, that's kind of my overall thought process on what characters are dumb. So, gotcha, John Raptor. What you got over there? Well, so if this were season, you know, two, I think, and maybe the beginning of season three. Uh, and of certainly season one, it would be much easier. I was thinking about the list here, and in those seasons, there were things like Balrog and and Urien and Laura and the robbery characters of of early season two, where that kind of hits the stride with what Dream King was just saying, in that they just have overly oppressive, thoughtless moves that um, that they can just use to win and basically slam their head sideways on the stick and it's going to work out for them still. But I do feel like there's been a lot of progress made on the uh, the balancing side of things for this game to where we don't have as much of that. Um, there are still very good characters. There are characters that have very good offensive tools. But it, it, it really doesn't come down for me anymore to ridiculous over-the-top offense. So for me, mm. what it what it... When I'm thinking about what makes a character dumb, it's more what makes them not fun to play against. What takes them out of the the back and forth of my mental process problem solving versus my opponent's mental process problem solving, and and what removes that or detracts from that. And the more a character is able to detract from that back and forth in my in my own personal reaction, the dumber they are. And so uh, my list might not be populated with um, the most oppressive or strong characters, uh, but, but we'll see here. Um, but yeah, so that, that's basically my, my central approach is do they detract from what I perceive as the, the main problem-solving puzzle that is Street Fighter V? So I'm going to take a different approach here on explaining my criteria, and that's uh, I play Bison, and... I will sometimes play Bison and just sit there and laugh the entire time I'm playing because of all the stupid stuff I'm doing that's working. And I'm just sitting there laughing like an idiot. And it would be like hysterical, I'm sure, for you know just to kind of view that. And, and the fact I can do that and get away with it and not have to think and not have to do much of anything. It's like not only like losing to that, like it's horrible, but like it feels like your dignity has been taken away too. And it's just like, why is there characters who could do this? Why are there characters who could just play without freaking thinking whatsoever? Not only do I feel like a total idiot when I lose to them, but I like when I play Bison and he's one of the characters on my list here, like I feel like a total idiot when I win with him too. And I'm just kind of like, what What have you done? Like, what What have you done, Capcom? Why did you design the character this way? You know, type thing. That's kind of where I get into with my dumb characters. I'm a little more loose with my, you know, terminology. Like, you know, John Raptor here, he's got like an actual, like, thought out explanation. Me, I'm just like, ah, I hate this. And I'm, I'm this is how I'm going to explain it. So, yeah, let's get right into it then with dumb characters. And I'm going to go first because I get to, uh, I'm going to call out Abigail. Oh, he's number boy. one on my list. And I kind of want to go around the horn here and see one if you guys have got them on your list and two where you guys have got well them before we even do that i need to let the audience in on the fact that steven mains abigail he plays a handful of characters but mm -hmm. uh the biggest the biggest narrative here has been um where where we don't even like the rest of the crew doesn't even realize it but john and steven will have played a set and it's usually Abigail versus Banat. And then they both come into the work chat and they're just fuming with this passive-aggressive mean girl's compliments and, and comments about their set where they're like, this move or that move or this approach is so stupid. And they both highlight the 
the abilities of the other character and the decisions of the other person as they are just overpowered or dumb uh, accordingly. And and there's just been so much Mean Girl shade thrown around in the Event Hub's <laughs> chats because of the Abigail Monop matchup. So just so you guys are on board with us here, and I'm going to be kind of eating popcorn with you guys as we watch and listen to these two going to go at each other for the eight millionth time. Uh, mm-hmm. Abigail and Monop have been are, are, are hated by these two um, because the the other one plays them. And they both are 10-0 matchups in the other one's favor. So just be prepared for that. <laughs> something th- something standing heavy punch for both characters. Uh, so now we can jump in. Abigail's dumb. Why? Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I just I want to add that. Uh, you just compared us to teenage girls, and both Steven and I are like, yeah, that that's accurate. So, yeah, that's pretty yeah, these, yeah, these arguments are pretty much, uh, they can happen whenever. You'll never know when they're coming. All of a sudden, they spring up. It's, it re- it's really like a schoolyard fight. It's like you hear two people raising their voices, and all of a sudden, people are crowding around. Everybody wants to see what's happening and how it's going to turn out. And it usually doesn't end well because it's just kind of uh, uh, I'm right and you're wrong pretty much mentality. So, Right. Right. <laughs> okay. So I've got Abigail number one. Does anyone have him on, on their list at all? Nope. He's the smartest character in the game. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't have him on my list. Wow. Okay. And Steven, you, you don't have him on your I list? I do not. Nope. Wow. Okay. So um, I'll, I'll just go ahead and get into it here real quick. It, it mainly comes down to his uh, standing heavy punches and V-trigger. There it is. And it, it's, yeah. And that, that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. It's, you have to, you have to take those. Those are, um, so he winds up. And he just kind of lets it loose, and it's like, okay, either if you flinch, you take about 700 damage, and if you block, you take about 120 to, what is it, 200 damage or something like that. And it's pretty much like an unwinnable scenario. Like, all you could do is sit there and, and take the shot to the face. And so I, I will throw it back at both of you, since you both don't have him on the list. Like, how can you not have him? Like, and, and how is that fair? How is that legitimate? How is that not I think Steven's answer will be long-winded because he plays the character, so I'm going to mm-hmm. opt to go first real quick and get it out of the way uh, one john you play characters that don't have ex or invincible reversals so right. if you're playing as Minot and abigail gets in the corner it's probably ggs to begin with um mm-hmm. and so so the game really plays outside of that for you once you're in that situation where that's charged up standing heavy punch is a factor if you don't have critical art um good luck you know you're probably going to eat that 120 damage or whatever it was on on guard break i play a character in nikali that actually counters abigail pretty hard not mm-hmm. only can he deal with him in neutral and such and and really give him a hard time on rushdown of, of course as most characters can um his exdp angles itself pretty well so that you can uh you can counter those things and you can escape stuff like the uh the v trigger to charge up if you just time your your exdp correctly you can just go over him um or hit him you know like it, and that takes some training mode and whatnot but uh you can you can absolutely counter it with a little bit of attention and, and research and so i don't really feel the the pain of abigail as hard i remember playing itabashi in a in a first to five at combo breaker and he was hitting me with those setups and i was like well wait what's the answer here and it's like well uh, if he spaces it out perfectly and you're in that situation, basically you just have to, because EXDP will whiff if he spaces it far enough. Um, mm-hmm. And so what you have to do is you just have to time your DP with the release of his punch so that while he's coming forward, you hit him. 
Uh, and, and like, so that's asking of a character that does have an EX uh, invincible reversal. If you're talking about a character like Minot, I feel you. And I understand why you would feel that way. I don't know that it's necessarily a bad matchup simply because the argument evolves from, well, of course it's not in Minot's favor when he's up in your face, but can she realistically keep him out of her face uh, enough to make the matchup viable for her or even in her favor? And I am no expert there. I'm sure you both have opposite answers to that question. <laughs> so, uh, but we have, a, we have a very infamous answer there. That is, um, usually when, when both people think the matchup is 6-4, like it's an even matchup. It's five five. You know, it's like okay, yeah. It's like you think you you win or lose. You know, and so forth. Um, and Stephen and I are both kind of adamant on this one that it's six four one way or the other. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way this could be a tied matchup, even though both of us think it's like you know probably in the favor of the other person. It's like there's no way this is even. Yep. Someone has the advantage, and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess what you guys should do, you owe it to yourselves to talk to hit up someone like Justin Wong that plays Ma, and maybe someone like Problem X that plays Abigail or Cool Kid or whoever whomever and uh, and ask them what they think of the matchup because as good as you two I, are I will I'll, I'm just going to cut you off there because we watched them in grand finals and both Steven and I like we don't usually hype up our skills because we're not you know the most amazing players ever but we're like oh wow look at how much stuff they're doing wrong mm-hmm. and not doing like we watch their matches and it's like it's a match we played like oh man and Steven what do you think like maybe a thousand times or something like that uh, about that yeah maybe more yeah yeah, it's we played it a lot, and like there's so many things we actually know about that match that a lot of people don't because we've just we've grinded the hell out of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then and again, not that we can't get insight from those players, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's uh, it's just it's one of those matchups where we're like, holy crap, they're doing so much wrong. Mm-hmm. What is their problem? But uh, but yeah, alrighty. Well, that that's kind of my reaction to it, and so mm-hmm. uh, I get it. And before when Abigail was able to to basically. Well, you say, you know, like shut your brain off and do the options. Not to say that Abigail doesn't have to turn his brain back on in order to hit the combos because he does some of the harder combos in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. But a lot of his like decision making process are things like do a do sweep, which is that forward roll that hits low, cancel into V trigger, and you're immediately into a 50 50 because then he gets the charge up or not, or command grab, you know. And a 50 50 from Abigail is, is really daunting because it's so much of your life that's on, that's on the line. And so, with things like that, you can see how the character can quickly fall into the dumb category. But since he's been regulated since the, the changes in season 3.5, I think it is, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, it doesn't seem like he's been as much of a factor and that he still retains enough to be kind of viable we have seen him crack a top eight or two now in in um, the cpt this year but he certainly isn't the unstoppable rebel force that he once was so john's going on here a little bit about uh, abigail and most people in the community feel abigail is actually a dumb character (laughs) relatively speaking like let me let me back that up and say i'm saying most i'm saying maybe a lot i don't know how to quantify that so maybe 40 percent of the people 50 percent of the players like whatever number you want to throw out there you know kind of thing there's a lot of people who do um who feel he's like the number one you know dumb character and it's fine if you don't or do it's whatever you know type thing but john plays nikali and he's this is something that steven and i have both put him on blast for because like nikali doesn't do that well against like Abigail and, and and like Gamer B was playing Nikali in tournament I, I forget what Abigail player he ran across but like the Abigail player like switched off of Abigail like a character he played all the time could because he did not want to play that matchup and normally when that happens in tournament like I mean tournament level players are very 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 good very practiced on bad matchups and the fact they don't even want to play it and they switch off of it they're like uh and so we go back and we ask John about that, like, and him and Steven like have run a bunch of sets with Abigail and Nikali and all that, and it's just it's a bloodbath and not good for Abigail in the slightest. As dumb as I think he is, I think he just gets 
his butt completely kicked in that match. And Joe's like, nah, six four match, not that good. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a match where I definitely I'm hard headed enough to where I want to play that match a lot because I'm like, oh, there's no way it could be that bad. I just want to beat Raptors Nikali with Abigail. But as I play it, I'm just like, man, I need a different character for this match. Like I can't I can't do this for that long without losing my sanity. Well, I will say yeah. that in that set that I played against Itabashi at Combo Breaker, um, I, I took the first two games pretty convincingly, and then he kind of adapted, and he, it ended up being 5-3 in his favor. So, yeah. I mean, the character... And and no matter what, uh, once Abigail gets in your face, it's, it's a hard time. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, and Abigail will always have that, which is a very fundamental strength of the character and, and something that's very necessary to keep him relevant but what it comes down to is the ability to play the neutral and i think abigail's often um are you know you can get away with a lot of stuff uh, especially if you're playing online and whatnot and uh it would you know it the 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 matchup refines and refines down to okay i realize that if nicali has super my my moves like they have a lot of recovery even just normals Mm -hmm. i can't be throwing out any bonus moves because they're gonna throw anything yeah Mm-hmm. And but the idea of like at first you'll you'll feel things like Nikali gets a jumping fierce on you and Abigail's so tall that he can hit you for, or uh, Nikali can hit you from very high any character can but he has a great jumping fierce the angle and the hurt box hit box kind of a thing going on mm-hmm. but there is an answer to that uh, you can parry it uh, not the best answer because then you know that's the empty jump game but then you can do. Um, you can do like what is it ex uh, the punch with the armor and that destroys me uh or if you just do an early enough uh standing jab i think you'll get me as well but it's a different thing no 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 let me let me jump in here steven what do you think of those options there because you, you're on the other end of that like what do you think of those options yeah generally speaking uh against nikali and, and against a lot of different characters you want to go for a crouching heavy punch as your anti-air because you can juggle what with, is the uh, animation of punch. that yeah that's uh, i think the one that's that's really good yeah, it's the crouching one where he ducks down and he basically hits straight up. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get a juggle after. Yeah, it. it's extremely good. It's one of the best anti airs in the game. Yeah, it's um, it it's has very, a very good. fairly slow startup though, so you have to do it pretty yeah. early. Um, and that's kind of the the drawback of it there. Um, but I mean, again, if you're looking for the jump in a lot, that's kind of that's usually your go to. Um, Ex Abigail punch probably not as great of a. Um, of an anti-air just because it, it hits the way that it hits. It doesn't really line up too well as an anti-air. Um, and EX run is usually a good option as well, or it can be, but there are characters who can basically, uh, for some reason, jump in with a heavy attack and then jump right back out and, you know, d- duck away or get away from the, uh, the EX run throw, uh, Monot, cough, cough. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I have no <laughs> idea what you're describing there. But, okay. So, so that, that's great. Now I, I want, you to get into Stephen a little bit describing mm-hmm. Nikali's bad breath, and that's his. Um, and John, correct me if I'm wrong here. Like the V trigger two, uh, after you activate it, you hit it again, and he launches basically a projectile that hits like three times. A five hit projectile, and similar to Laura. Five, five hit. hit projectile. Oh my gosh! Oh, I thought it was only three. Jeez. Okay, so I I'm watching these guys like they they went to a battle lounge, and I'm like, hey, they're like, hey, come join us, you know, if you can. And I'm like, oh, I'll see if I can. And so I come in like you know they're ten matches into the set, you know, doing random stuff and whatnot, and, and 
And John is sitting there uh, with Nicali and doing the bad breath over and over again. And I'm watching Stephen with Abigail try his wheel of options, like literally 10 different options trying to beat it. Not a single one works. <laughs> not a single. Uh, and I mean, this is like this is like 10 things in a row. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it was ridiculous. And we go back into chat kind of like afterwards. And, and John says something like, you know, the equivalent of like, ah, you know, I wasn't even playing seriously. Like, I was just. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It, that, that was misinterpreted. And I wanted to make sure that that was it was um the 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 statement was something along the lines of um you don't see like if someone's just spamming a move over and over again and then it's not usually serious this was serious and that's why it struck you guys as so like whoa that's crazy because if this is serious and you're able to do that move then that's ridiculous but i we were playing serious Mm -hmm. and i was what it came down to is steven didn't have a counter for it because he was trying I, to... No, 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 no. What it came down to is a counter does not exist for that moment. Yeah. <laughs> you well, super... Uh, but let, let's let Steven jump in mm-hmm. and actually defend himself on the bad breath. Go ahead, Steven. Yeah, so that move, uh, as people know, or if you don't play Abigail or are unfamiliar with him, uh, multi-hitting attacks in Street Fighter V uh, blow up Abigail pretty hard. Uh, he His main uh, tool in combat is basically he has armored moves, his armored run, uh, you know, charged heavy punches and B-trigger one. So if you have anything that hits multiple times, that is usually a... Uh, game changer in that matchup uh as raptor noted just a few seconds ago uh the bad breath uh, for nicali hits five times uh nothing that abigail has can get through five hits of, uh, or five hits it, he has nothing that has five hits of armor uh, other than a fully charged v trigger two uh which means you're going to be basically sitting half screen away charging up the damn v trigger and nicali's just going to run away from you there's no way you're going to get through it um, and again, short of super, there really isn't much that can kind of, you know, get through that move, uh, the bad breath, because it just kind of sits in front of Nikali. Uh, it's just this little thing that's sitting there with five hits has a pretty good hitbox on it, it feels like, or at least for Abigail, because he's so big, can't jump over it, can't go under it, can't go through it. Um, there's really not much you can do there. And the whole thing that was kind of shutting me down and, and keep in mind, I tried pretty much everything I could think of to get through it, uh, is the fact that it's just, uh, it's so it's so oppressive to Abigail because it's like yes. with Nikali, he throws it out there. And then uh, by the time it's dissipating, by the time it's going away, uh, he can throw out another one. And it's like there's yes. not that much of a gap in between. I know Raptor will say there's a gap. Uh, it doesn't feel like that, especially considering Abigail, uh, his his attacks are slow, especially his, his special moves. It takes a while to get those actual armored moves out. Um, and so like. By the time, you know, the first one goes away, the other one's coming out and it's just a constant stream of, hey, there's five hits on screen. How do I get through this kind of thing? And if you don't have super, just let go of the stick because it's over. So, yeah, it, it was it's rough seeing it. But, John, we cut you off there. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead. Well, first off, the uh, when when I was spamming it, we were either full screen away or or mid screen away. And it was more mm-hmm. just to, like, throw it out there. But, uh, of course, that move, it travels about one square on the uh, training mode before it dissipates. It's got 28 frames of startup and 43 frames of recovery. So that's over a mm-hmm. second that Nikali's locked into the animation of it. Um, and it and it, it dissipates very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. it, the realistic truth of, of this move is that um, you can use it against characters that don't have an invincible reversal if you knock them down in the corner. Uh, outside of that, uh, you can you can there's a little bit of utility with with it um, against like guile but the the way it hits it does hit five times and i believe it does 50 damage if all five hits hit but usually what'll happen is it'll hit a limb or something sticking out and only the first maybe the second hit will will actually make contact and then it will dissipate and the person will um, just you know take 20 damage or something like that 
it, it it's not it's more of a gimmick than anything now against Abigail, if Abigail's trying to get up into your face as he, you know, tends to do, then yes, you can't go through it. Like you're not going to be able to, if I'm throwing it out there, you're not going to be able to do like the roll move through it. You might be able to trade with me and, and that trade is going to be in your favor because it does so little damage. But if you're just trying to like walk up into my face, then, then it's going to be a hard time. But with if I'm just spamming it or trying to spam it, the the counter to it or the the beginning of the approach to the counter would be to walk up just outside of its range, let me do it, and then you are at advantage. Like I I can try to start following it up by walking forward, but it's dissipating very quickly, and I do not have time to throw another one out there um, because you can hit me in that time. Now, if you don't hit me in that time and you don't practice, basically capitalizing on that window and you just try to hit it head on yes it's going to work for you but some time in training mode i'm pretty certain uh, you can get around it in a lot of ways and it becomes much more of a gimmick in which case i can use it if i get a knockdown in the corner that's a whole different story but we weren't even using it in that in mm -hmm. that context um, and then even from so, there you just v reversal or something and nikali can kind of get better oki just off of his normal attacks and and, and such we, like mixing command grab in there so yeah, I can throw it out there, and if you're not ready for it, or you haven't been, you're not, you know, that's what I was basically banking on, is that Steven doesn't know the counters to it enough to, to counter it right here, um, then sure, I can get some mileage out of it. And it looked really bad, because I was just sitting there spamming it, and he was most of the time just standing there letting it dissipate, because he kind of didn't know, and then I was like, oh, cool, I can just keep doing this over and over again. And then sometimes trying to deal with it and just running into it, and it's like, sure, it's going to look really powerful then. But again, taking some time to, to break it down, I think there are pretty clear answers to it, just because it's so fast to dissipate, it doesn't go very far, and the recovery is so long. So just uh, just to clarify for those listening at home, that was a long uh, response from John there. Uh, to sum it up, it's get good. Yep. That's pretty much what he told Steve. <laughs> and Steve, let's just establish your credentials a little bit here. Uh, what rank are you right now in Street Fighter Five? Uh, I believe I'm Super Diamond or I'm Diamond rank. Which one is? Uh, I go. think I have sixteen thousand LP right now, so not yeah, bad. That's, that's Diamond, but yeah, mm. you're 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 pretty damn solid. You've mained about half the cast, yeah. I think, over you know the time you've been playing it. And how long have you been playing Street Fighter Four? Four. Uh, like you started like pretty much almost from the get-go with that game right yeah like 10 years over 10 years now and, oh, yeah. and i'm also yeah. uh, event hub's resident lab rat so i'm the one that always <laughs> tests everything every setup that looks a little suspicious that we get in uh, that gets sent to us i uh, test it to yeah. make sure it's legit uh i know some things about street fighter uh i'm not yeah. great i'm not super great but i i know a little bit about it yeah, Dude. so this is this is where the awesome um like, and I want to get into this here is like you guys might be asking at home like why are you guys kind of calling each other out like in terms <laughs> of your mains and other things like that, um it, it, you know it's it, we kind of have this philosophy here where you know it's our mains aren't cheap as hell like they're just misunderstood like you don't understand like the weaknesses my character has and and. And this is something that uh, John Raptor has said to us many times over the years, and that's we all have trouble kind of assessing our mains because we look so much at the flaws that they have and not so much the strengths. Like, we get used to the strengths. Like, we're not losing because of the strengths of our character. We're losing because of the flaws. And so naturally, that's where your mind goes to. You, you, you start looking at the things that you're getting hung up on, and you start to develop a bit of blind spots in terms of like the overall you know, strengths that your character has and what they do extremely well and can be very oppressive to, to anyone else you know, type thing. And I'm not saying like, you know, I know definitively that um, you know, Nikali, like it's not that bad of a matchup. Or I, I actually think, again, that might be Abigail's worst matchup in the game. It's really bad. Uh, it it's, it's looks so rough to me. Uh, I think the bad breath move is dumb. 
dominant in that matchup. And I, I honestly think that if the lab time went in there, you know, it would it would actually shake out much more in Nikali's favor, in, in my opinion. I think there's stuff to counter it. There's always counters, you know, type thing. But anyway, besides the point. Uh, the reason why is just we're, we're trying to level up here. We're trying to understand like the flaws that we have as players and, and journalists, as, for that matter. Uh, it's very important as journalists that we're objective about this stuff, that we look at these things and we go, you know what? Like, I just listened back to the podcast or I listened to myself talking about this and I'm like, I wonder if I'm full of crap. I might be full of crap. You know, kind of thing I'm talking about myself here. And, and we do have to check ourselves here. And, and this is kind of like we we do this stuff, we're unpacking it, we go at each other a bit, you know, we we tell each other, get good, you know, kind of thing in a maybe, you know, very long and diplomatic way and stuff like that. But uh, also we're, we're checking each other. We're trying to get better. We're trying to improve here. Uh, that's a huge part of this, you know, whole process here and, and have some fun with it along the way. We're all really good friends we all text each other like random stuff you know uh like throughout the week and all that kind of stuff so so yeah um, anyway, we'll go ahead and move along and get off of the Abigail subject here because I think we've been on him for about 20 minutes so uh, I'll go ahead and go to you guys uh who do you have as your number one whoever wants to go uh I'll go ahead and volunteer here uh bison is my number one easily <laughs> easily my number one by a landslide yeah bison is mm -hmm. definitely the dumbest character in the game for me um, he just has so many different things that fit into all the categories that I think are dumb and they get amplified by about a hundred if you're in lag and it's that's it It's just he's so ridiculously good in my opinion and I guess I should say he's ridiculously dumb not ridiculously strong um, There's a little bit of a difference there, but uh, yeah bison is definitely my number one Yeah, just for the record. I bison is my sub. He's who I play before Manat. I have him at number two on my dumbest characters thing <laughs> I flat out admit he is a dumb character uh, Problem X is like the only smart bison player mm -hmm. I know of because he actually hangs back and reads stuff and whatnot all the other bison players are like I'm just gonna mash on heavy punch and you're gonna die and it works You know and it's it's it works and it's like why would you do anything else when you can play dumb why play smart? When you can play dumb. Yep. But anyway, John, do you have do you have Bison up on your list? I have Bison on my top five. I'm not certain <laughs> uh, locking in these characters to like uh, mm -hmm. one through five ranks. So I might be able to do that by the end of this. But right now I'm going to just say Bison's in my top five for dumb characters. The specific reason why, and again, I, I like that Steven pointed out that that doesn't mean he's the best character in the game. Although he did just win Evo, so there is a conversation mm -hmm. to be had that he might be better than people, you know, thought he was. Uh, but outside of that, like I, I still don't think he's top five. I do think he's top ten. Um, but what it comes down for for me mostly is, you know, he he has very good pressure where he can kind of lock you down for quite some time, and you basically have to kind of guess your way out in certain situations. And the guess is whether or not he's going to follow up. Like his is it psycho axe? What do you call it, Stephen? <laughs> can I say that on here? The, the devil dick. <laughs> yeah, you move? can yeah. you can say it on. Yeah, here. I call yeah. it the devil dick. Yeah, the devil dick. Uh, and that's of course his like. <laughs> like you know where he kind of comes over the top and does the uh his heavy punch i think it's down forward heavy punch and it's plus he hits from and... full screen away too yeah <laughs> and and then so he has it's his turn there but because you're locked down and you know it's his turn he might just do another one for more chip damage or a delayed reaction as you try to escape and then maybe crush counter you or he can go with, you know, uh, quicker hitting moves and actually take his turn. Um, and that's a really crappy place to be for a lot of characters. Although a V-reversal kind of nullifies all of that. That's not, like, that, that's one of the first places you go. But it's like, yeah, but compared to how he has very slow walk speed. And I know he has other means of mobility. Uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. I think it's something that's okay that the character has it because he's based around it. The other, the one of the big things is his EX um, stomp. Is that EX Devil's Reverse? There's so much nuance to that whole oh. situation. Yeah. But yeah. EX Stomp being basically a move that's 
almost unbeatable. You see uh, the the answer to it is you just have to block it. And so at any time, he gets to do that. So if your character is throwing fireballs, or in my case, ground pounds, things like that, it's a counter. And he can... This is one of those moves he can basically throw it out at any time and it's free to get in and it might do a bunch of damage if it hits and to try to contest it even with invincible reversals just means you're probably going to get crush countered. That move he can kind of throw out willy-nilly. Uh, it does cost him a bar, I, so there's that. I will mm. just jump in here just playing Bison a lot and running across people that would give my Bison trouble and ranked and all that. Uh, everyone should have an answer to Bison's EX Stomp. Yep. And the answers are not readily apparent, and damn that if you make a slight mistake, like you're eating like 500 damage or something ridiculous, because he, he did an EX move, of course, he, he dared to use a bar, and now like, you know, half your life is gone. Um, but anyway, and then of course he can option select it at any point in time and go into his um, the EX Devil's, Devil's Reverse, reverse. Yeah. yeah, and just have 50 frames of invincibility and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, 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 it's a pretty dumb move, you know, it's, but it's also one of the things that kind of makes him a good character. Uh, without that, he would probably be uh, pretty far down the tier list. Right. I would think. But anyway, um, uh, but there are answers. I just wanted to add that in to um, EX Stomp. You mm -hmm. do really need to lab them. You have to read them. The advantage is heavily in Bison's favor mm -hmm. there. Uh, if you make a slight mistake, it sucks. Well, like, yeah. And just a quick tip for everybody. Uh, if you do come across a Bison and he does EX Stomp and you block it, uh, although it's not completely safe, but nine times out of ten, especially the first time this happens, if you forward dash after you've blocked the stomp, he will come down and he will end up on the other side of you and he will not be ready because Bison players are not used to this happening very often. And you can usually get a full combo punish. So you block the stomp, you forward dash, he's going to do his traditional follow-up and he'll land on the other side of you and you'll you'll get a full punish on him because he won't be ready. Now, he has no, a follow-up that he I, can hit you if you yeah. forward dash. So it... In, you can't do it twice, maybe twice, but probably right. not three mm -hmm. times. So it's still like a guess. But the first time it happens in a set against the Bison, forward dash, you'll probably get a punish out of it. So like mm -hmm. that's an example of one of the potential answers to it. Yeah. Right. You And you said at a moment there, you said that, that Bison players aren't going to be ready for it. I, I take a huge disagreement to that statement. Bison players don't like to think. So if you do anything that disrupts them, they're not going to be ready for it because they're, they're not thinking. They're just doing stuff kind mm -hmm. of thing. That's the beauty of the character. He just gets to do whatever he wants to do. And if you happen to read it, react correctly, you, mm -hmm. you can beat him. But if not, like, I'm just going to do whatever I want and you can suck it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. just to interject really quickly, uh, some other counters to it. Uh, I, if you, you have a character that has a pretty good backdash, uh, if the bison commits to an EX head stomp, you can actually backdash it and they'll land right in front of you pretty much. And you should recover in time to punish them uh i don't think they can um option select into the devil's reverse uh that deep uh into the stomp am, am i right john that you, if you're close to the ground you can't really go for the devil's reverse yeah you you can there's a there's, certain, a, height, there's a height restriction right. on it yeah. yeah and and if you you really have to commit to it at mm -hmm. some point yeah and, and even if you uh, luck though because if you don't if you don't time <laughs> yeah, that right yeah you're eating that hit until then he's like stomping on the back of your neck and mortal combating you but yeah but you're right you're right yeah and then also uh if you actually do block the stomp and he comes down for the devil's reverse uh usually a really deep uh uppercut uh or you know a dp mm -hmm. some kind of reversal there is a good answer but of course, every counter to Bison's EX Stomp and Devil's Reverse is basically uh, good luck. It's 50, inconsistent. 50. Yeah, it's like he can just move yeah. back and forth and cross you up and destroy your input, and then you're hit, and then you, you're dead, and you lose all your points. So it's it's always basically a gamble if you're trying to counter that move. So so we haven't even discussed the elephant. Well, in the room. we're going to oh get to God. that. We're I'm getting there. Yeah, okay, go ahead. One other go ahead. small yeah. thing 
is uh, similar to Vega, Bison Slide is a low-hitting, far-reaching move. So people will resort to it. It's very easily, if you block it, you get a full punish on him. But that doesn't stop Bison players from throwing it out there. And it doesn't stop you from getting hit by it very often because oftentimes you're trying to get out of his range of his uh, devil dick or whatever it was, <laughs> uh, things like that. And then he'll hit you with that slide while you're while you're walking. Um, also, you can cancel it into V-Trigger, which I think is the elephant in the room, V-Trigger 1. He basically yep. starts playing marvel versus capcom on you in a street fighter game and anytime a character does that it's just oh my gosh you just him teleporting all around the place you're basically praying and blocking or trying to counter it but so many rounds we've seen so many comebacks by bison because he can just pop that move dance around his opponents um while they whiff where he just was and where he's supposed to be but because he's <laughs> invincible when he disappears and teleports in his dashes and then hits you and then goes into more mix-ups and stuff it's a pretty ridiculous V-Trigger. I don't want to say it's broken, but it definitely leaves you... When you when you lose to it, it leaves you with a sense of, this is not fun. I don't feel like I was out Fox. I think that he just threw a million things at me at once and probably it was going to work. And hey, you know what? It did work. And, uh, and and I think that's the main thing that people are going to talk about when they say that Bison is dumb. Raptor, I just yeah, I want to point out really quickly that uh, in the Evo 2018 Grand Finals, not even Tokido could block those mix-ups from right. Problem X. He could not. He just couldn't stop it. He couldn't keep up with it. That was offline, too. Granted, in a big tournament setting, but still, he couldn't stop now, it either. And, and it's one, th- like, the only difference that I hold between that move uh, or that V-Trigger and then say like Balrog's V-Trigger in uh, Season 2 or like Laura's and Urian's is that it does a, a good amount of damage. It is a comeback factor, but it doesn't feel quite as ridiculous and oppressive as those. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about it where it's like, you know what? He's gotten this full bar of meter and he's choosing to use it in this way. And it's it's absolutely a, a super powered move and it's very much in his favor but I mean, like you can you can V reversal it, and he'll just dash on the other side and punish your V reversal. You know, like your main defensive move and such. But it does feel like it's still, yeah, just barely gets onto the boat, makes it in time, gets on the train of okay. It's it's something that the character can have. It's gonna it's gonna produce salt, but I don't think it's breaking the game. It's getting into that that territory, but I don't think it's breaking the game. Bison doesn't win enough for us to really have that kind of a conversation, but it is. He doesn't. Yeah, that's a good point. Is he hardly wins at all? Mm-hmm. If you actually look at over at the CPT results, um, his number one placings are very few and far between. Uh, Problem X, of course, just won Evo with him as a you know one of his you know main characters, Abigail and Bison. Happen to be my my number one and number two on stupid list, but we'll we'll get over that you know another time. I actually think Problem X is a great player, just to be clear here. But um, the results basically for him just aren't there, you know. And, and when you when you kind of have that going on, and and I'll just add with the V Trigger one here, and I want Stephen to have a good chance to talk about this because I'm I'm pretty sure he's personally been hit by this move about five thousand times. I don't know what um, you're talking about, John. No yeah. idea. Um, uh, it's you really do have to have resources to do any kind of damage with it because Bison has to cancel his other um, his specials into his you know other specials, which consumes V Trigger meter. But you have to have EX meter to do that in most cases here and actually get some combo damage from it. So it's again that's you know kind of saying like, hey, I've got a nuclear bomb, but you know I have to type in a code before I'm able to use it. It's like, you still have a nuclear bomb. You know, it's still really good. Um, so, you know, with a grain of salt there, but that is one of the the detractors for that move. Mm-hmm. Steven, yeah. do you have anything else you want to talk about with uh, V-Trigger 1? Yeah, V-Trigger 1, it's one of those things that... Um, 
it there are counters to it for sure. And again, he with Bison, he has to, you know, if you're if you're mid screen or anything like that, if there's some distance between Bison and the opponent, uh, he has to dash in to get in on you. And, you know, that's kind of one of the big things. And you can kind of wait for it and, and punish it accordingly. Um, but it's just the fact that it's very much a once he has you knocked down or once he's in close and he starts dashing back and forth, it's it's so hard to keep up with it because, again, you try to go for like a jab counter and you're hitting the opposite way and he's behind you and now you're hit and then there goes your health. Um, and, and like John was saying, yeah, you, you waste uh, V-trigger meter with, you know, uh, canceling it to special moves and stuff. But Bison doesn't really have to do that until yeah, he gets a hit. I think the V-trigger meter should be used by his dashes while yes, he's in it. Yes, that's that the it big difference. Take- yeah, he should get like se- six or seven dashes, but once he uses those, like the V trigger is gone. Right, or at least a and little bit, wanna, you know, reduces a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and if we do that, just as an FYI, Bison goes from being a top ten character to about like a twenty-five, like thirty range character. Got he no goes problem with that. Really bad. Anybody else? Exactly, Hands, that's what anybody I was have a problem with that? Yeah. Nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> Yeah, he's so dumb. Like everyone's good with it. Like they're like we talk so much about balance and like, hey, let's keep the game competitive for everyone and all that. But they're like, this character is so dumb. I don't care what you do to him. Nerf his ass into the <laughs> ground and just take him out. Like, and everyone's okay with it. You know, kind of thing. Like I'm not even really putting up much of a fight. I play the character. I'm like, yeah, he kind of has it coming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just it, like it, well, you were you were talking, Sam. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, and yet again, just with Vitrig one, it's one of those things that. Uh, it, it falls right into that earlier description that I mentioned about being dumb. It's like in lag, it's just so much better. It's so hard to punish that V trigger uh, from the start, you know, offline in regular settings. Uh, but throw in some internet lag and it's just, it's unblockable. You, you can't stop it. Uh, if you get lucky, maybe you can get away from him. But as I always tell John, you know, like try to jump away from it and he dashes twice and now he's behind you and he can punish your, your lander recovery. So it's like, yeah, it's it's just so tough to deal with offline or online, I should say. And yeah, it's it's really dumb. And it, and it yeah. often leaves you with a feeling of like, I didn't. I, he didn't see that I was doing this and then choose the counter to it and beat me mm-hmm. or vice versa. It was he threw a bunch of stuff up into the air and uh, while we couldn't see anything, we scuffled and someone came out the winner. But like it, it just it wasn't a test of skill versus skill. It was just chaos in his favor. And that mm-hmm. that detracts from the fun. That's why it leaves you feeling salty. That's why we're having this discussion right now. And that's what I think, uh, you know, it it falls into that category, at least of what I was saying, it defines what I think makes a character dumb. Right. Right. And I just want to remind people, this is coming, you know, this conversation is coming from a Nikali and an Abigail player. (laughs) So for those people at home, just keeping track of it, they're like, his BS is not okay, but mine, yeah, you know, it's it's cool. Hey, I play a lot of characters, man. I have the option select. I'm not an Abigail main anymore, dude. I play Zeku. Again, this does, I really want to harp on this because it's important for everyone, you know, listening at home. It's not not just us. Like, we all have blind spots in these games. It's not like we're looking at this and going, oh, man, you know, my my main's impervious to, you know, your criticisms and all that. It's like, no, it's like we we really do look past the the strengths our characters have and, and some of the BS they have. And we, you know. There's a classic story here, actually, I can share really fast before we move on to the, the next character, and that's a Cyrax in Mortal Kombat 9. He actually had an unblockable reset that effectively dealt over 100 damage. It wasn't, uh, as far as I know, the easiest thing to mean? pull... Yeah, 100% damage, sorry. Uh, it would kill you if he got an unblockable reset on you. And and Cyrex players were infamous for saying, he needs it. Like, they were, like literally, there was a tournament match that I watched, and, and the player did the unblockable reset on someone, killed the other guy off, and he got up and shouted, he needs it, like, really loud. <laughs> and it was like, oh, man. Um, but anyway, yeah, so... Um, 
there are they it got patched out of the game you know it got patched out of mortal kombat 9 they tried to patch it multiple times they were like unable to successfully get it i guess the first couple times but they finally got it and then as far as i remember i never saw cyrex in tournament again and so you go, okay, well, maybe there's some merit to this. Like, if you don't have a character that has some dumb stuff going on, and, and here's where I'll go back to Abigail real fast. I, I think that my own blind spot with that character is I think he's more stupid than he probably actually is. Like, I think his stuff is more broken and dumb because, again, as John uh, Raptor was saying, I don't have an EX reversal to get out of some of his traps, so that makes it really hard for my character to approach it. And then the character just makes me extra salty when I see him. And my blind spot that I look at when I play him is, is probably that. Like, it, it's, it's good to check yourself on that because you're really setting yourself up for failure in the long run because you're not looking at things objectively. You're not looking at things in a healthy way and seeing what options exist and how to counter them much like we were talking about you know Nicole's bad breath there's probably a bunch of counters there maybe not a bunch maybe there's a handful of counters that we haven't explored yet you know there, there's always stuff out there that you should be looking at and, and I just kind of want to remind everyone that we're having some fun with this we're, we're discussing some tech but it's a really good you know uh, message to keep in the back of your head when you're, you know we're going through this but anyway so back to the dumb well as bad uh, as right. Cyrex mm -hmm. players were by the way in MK9 I think the uh, the players with the biggest blind spots were probably the Kenshi players I think we can all agree on that oh mm. yeah yeah, because Kenshi's blind. I don't think blind. we're gonna. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna touch that one. Sorry, John. But you're, yeah. you're allowed um, to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, so whoever would like to go uh, next, anyway. Well, that was uh, that was a Steven pick, right, Bison? Mm -hmm. Yep. So Raptor, okay. go ahead. Um, again, I don't know. This is my number one or not, but it's one that I feel comfortable starting with. Uh, so I'm gonna say Birdie. And the reason why Birdie is because uh, it's not as bad as it once was, for sure. Uh, but he has a lot of moves that he can throw out where the risk and reward is skewed in ways that I don't even feel like were intended, but they must have been because we've been through so many balance patches and they haven't been a a attended to. Um, I think the most obvious one is the fact that he can throw out his uh, EX... Uh, what is it, bull rush or whatever it is that um, where he moves forward horizontally very quickly and hits mm -hmm. multiple times. It leaves him at negative five, but not close enough for most any negative or most five frame moves to hit. And so it effectively becomes a trap where he's he's quote unquote lost his turn. But if you go to punish it, then you uh, you risk being hit by one of his moves because you're so far away that your move whiffs and then he hits your recovery and voila, he's back in. So mm -hmm. that in and of itself, it's like, okay, well, okay, I have to exist with that move. And actually Nikali's counter for it, and I think most characters counter, is to do your slower moving, heavy hitting move because he is at minus five. And so if you do that move, like for instance, I can try to, uh, if, he, if he does that to me, I'll often hit roundhouse afterwards, which I think has like 10 or 11 or maybe more frames of startup. And if he tries to do what the, the trap scenario that I just set up, he'll actually get crush countered. But he can also just let the roundhouse whiff completely and then hit my roundhouse. So he does this move that basically puts him into a 50-50. And if you're not familiar with it, he's probably going to hit you afterwards because mm -hmm. uh, because of the nature of it. And the setup for moves in, in Street Fighter traditionally, it's like, or in fighting games traditionally, it's like you have this risk-reward associated with it. And the idea is that if it has certain properties, uh, then... You know, if it does a lot of damage, if it's quick or it's whatever, then you have the appropriate amount of risk associated with it as well. And his risk is very low for this move that's very versatile. 
and so it's it's he has multiple things like that his uh what is it his zonk his little uppercut mm-hmm. um where you hold the heavy punch or you hold the punch button then you release it it has invincibility frames and such and it's very punishable but it also has this weird block stun associated with it mm-hmm. for and i don't understand why and you see all the time people block it but then miss the punish because for some reason the block stun is weird it's like why why is the block stun like that like and it's little things like that where it feels like, again, he takes away from the mental back and forth that makes fighting and winning and learning fun about these games. And he just goes, well, I'm just going to do it because I can. And and when you lose to it, you go, well, yep, I knew that was coming. And it still got me some of the time. And it's like, that's just, that's very frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so David, that's the do basics. You, do, you have, do you have Birdie on your list at all? I don't have him on my list because I wanted to keep my... Uh, I wanted to keep it basically to about top five, um, but he was one that I yeah. definitely considered for the main reasons that Raptor just said, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I actually don't have him on my list either, mm-hmm. and and so I want to throw this out there and, and just kind of uh, I I have an answer for it. I just I'm curious what you guys think. So both Steven and I don't have Birdie on the list, and while you're describing Birdie, like what you're you're talking about him is exactly how I feel about Abigail. Like literally if you changed like the move names and changed the name of the character and said the exact same things, I'd be like, yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. Why is that? Why, I why do the I think about mm-hmm. Abigail though, is his guard break properties and how he can get up into your face and then be oppressive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he also has a bunch of unpunishable moves. Um, like his stand heavy punch, he can do it all over again. Like <sighs> repeatedly, he's got a bunch of other stuff. Like, I, and I'm just asking, like, why? Why do I feel so strongly about that character, Steven? It sounds like you got some thoughts. Yeah, I will just say the difference uh, between Abigail and uh, and Birdie is that when I pop V trigger uh, and V trigger one as Abigail, it's still. Uh, it's still work to get in. There's no free get in other than his, you know, uh, crouching heavy kick, the the roll uh, cancel into, into B trigger. Yeah, but even yeah. then, the startup is is a little bit, you know, it's not the greatest. It's it's pretty quick, but again, for Abigail, you tack on, you know, an extra few uh, startup frames on everything. So, you know, you, you're getting counter hit a lot with that kind of stuff. But with Birdie, it feels like once he goes into V trigger or once he has meter, He's in your face. It doesn't matter. He's going to plow through everything. Uh, and again, you kind of have that with Abigail's V-Trigger too, but now that they toned it down or they corrected the bug or they did made the bug fix or whatever it was, um, like it still takes work to get in. And that's kind of the whole thing with Abigail. But with Birdie, it's like, for me, like in my opinion, it's very much like a he's just going to do it. He's going to get in and that's mm-hmm. it. Now you're in trouble. Whereas for Abigail, and that's right. kind of why I don't, and that's why I don't have Abigail on my list because again, with that character, it's always... It's a lot of work. I know it seems dumb because once you get tagged with something, you're losing 500, 600 health if you, you know, if the Abigail player does it right. But it's like he needs that. And there we go back to the Cyrax players. He really does need that because it's, <laughs> right. you know, once he finds that opening, that's when he's going to capitalize on it. If you can't escape, good games. That's kind of the whole nature of it. But with Birdie, it's like he can just kind of do it. And as Don was saying, he has these weird, you know, this weird blocks done on his uppercut on the, you know, the the bullhorn or whatever it's called. And, you know, the EX tackle just goes straight in. And now he's at advantage, even though he's not supposed to be. It's it's very much uh, he's going to do it and he's going to get you in that position regardless. With Abigail, it's it's still kind of a toss up. He can probably get you there, but you can definitely get away from it. And Birdie doesn't necessarily, he's not a great character. I would put him maybe mm-hmm. somewhere around top 15, maybe. You know, and I, I don't even think he's really necessarily top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and so it's not to say that this is going to win tournaments. It's to say that these interactions that 
one the characters have and two they that players are motivated to use because they work enough makes it so that fighting them is not fun right and that's the i I, i've said that already in, in not so many words but like that's what i want to drive home that i'm not saying that this character is overpowered I'm saying that the, when they do this and they do this a lot, it's not it's not part of the equation that I enjoy. It takes it detracts mm-hmm. from that equation. One of the things I want to throw out there is something Justin Wong uh, spoke about in a column that he wrote for our website a ways back, and that is personal weaknesses uh, versus like character weaknesses. And and Stephen and John here are talking a lot about Birdie, and I'm going like. I really don't have problems with the character at all. Like I, I, I run across a birdie player and I'm like, you can be dumb. It doesn't matter. I've got a bunch of counters to it. I'm perfectly fine with you going and being dumb. But, uh, and again, vice versa, I'm talking about Abigail and they're both like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Like, I don't understand. And, there's a character weakness and there's a personal weakness in your game plan. And that is if you like to get up in people's face versus zone, like you're going to be much more susceptible to being rushed down. And if someone has like good footsies or other things like that, like that might personally blow you up. And so you might have a match that's like, you know, a four, six, like in your disadvantage, but because of your play style and approach, that match could be like a three, seven, like much worse. Uh, and you might struggle with that a lot more. And so, our personal experiences here, just, I, I want to contrast that a little bit, like, you know, with Birdie and with Abigail, it's like, these guys are, you know, kind of going in on the character, and I'm going like, yeah, I, I don't have any issues with that. And you might be experiencing very similar things in your own thing, uh, your own approaches and play. Uh, so it's a good it's a good thing to keep in mind that sometimes adjusting how you play the matchup overall can help you a lot. Uh, I remember Dominion playing against Gamer B. I think it was Capcom Cup or like, you know, one of the latter ones in Street Fighter 4. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Guile generally was thought to lose a matchup pretty hard against on uh, Dominion just sat there and he, he thought very heavily about how to approach that matchup. He knew it was coming up. He knew he was going to play Gamer B. And he's like, okay, he's like, I'm going to adjust my sonic boom timing. I'm going to do this and that. And he actually ended up beating Gamer B kind of convincingly. Uh, most people had, you know, Dominion like set to lose. But adjusting his whole mentality uh, of how he went about the match and really trying to, you know, counter it like fundamentally, it led him to victory. And, and that's a good thing to keep in mind when we're discussing all this and kind of outlying all the, the, outlining I should say all the things that you know can happen it's keep in mind there's so many adjustments and ways that you can approach a match differently talk to your friends uh, I'm infamous for for sending the guys like a, a thing from the crow that says hey you know the knowledge you kept in here like it saved me and stuff like that it's like the crow like pointing at you know like pointing at the person and whatnot it, it's amazing how often like someone can tell you something that will they'll cue you into a great way of approaching a matchup in a different way with a different mentality um, and it, Steven's infamous for telling me hey dude just block Abigail's punch Punches to the face, like when he, when he, I'm like, dude, this is like a like a nine foot tall, like 700 pound human being. I'm not gonna block his attacks to the face, and he's like, that's what you do. That's how you counter. I'm like, that's stupid. That is the dumbest advice that I've ever gotten, and that was actually the correct advice. It was perfect. He nailed it. I just didn't want to listen to him because I'm like, your character's dumb. Your character's Until dumb. Knuckle Dude did it in tournament, and then John was like, hey, I've had a revelation. I can't believe this is how you beat Abigail. I saw Knuckle Dude do it in tournament. It's the Knuckle Dude tech, and I'll. I was like, dude, I told you that on day one. That's how you beat Abigail, but you did not listen to me. But now it's forever the Knuckle Dude tech. So I guess you can you can yeah, have that one. Too. Well, and as soon day, as Knuckle Dude yeah. picks Nikali and and or picks Abigail against Nikali and uh, gets around bad breath by simply standing just out of the range and hitting it's the, the Knuckle Dude tech, then it'll be the Knuckle Dude tech that, that is actually an answer. But up until that point, bad breath beats Abigail. Oh, it, it owns his we'll, soul. We'll go with that. Tenno for sure. Right. There you go. It devour hours yeah. his soul. Um, and I and and so but. John started that uh, little rant, for lack of a better term, 
with the idea that you know maybe it's it, it can definitely be in the character weakness uh, versus you know versus player weakness and such and like how do you deal with it? I used to absolutely hate running into birdies online, and this was more season two. And he has been nerfed, but I've also practiced the matchup a lot because there are a lot of birdies online. And uh, I actually enjoy playing the match at this point. It's actually fun for me. And um, and that, like, the situations that I that I described are still there, uh, but I, I, I usually beat birdies nowadays. And then that's come from grinding the match away and such and, and getting a better handle in it, plus the nerfs and such. But... I still put him on this list for myself because when I lose to him, it still feels different than when I lose to most other characters in that, yeah, the birdie player didn't outfox me. The birdie player did the thing and it happened to work this time. And that feeling of, of this is dumb. Uh, this is like, it just didn't go my way out of stupid luck and, and silly situations is different than, yeah, the birdie spaced himself appropriately and, and did things right and saw what I was doing and, and mustered up the counter to it, things like that. So again, I enjoy fighting birdies most of the time. It's just, it really sucks to lose to that. And, and that's mm -hmm. why he's on my list. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. All right, Steven, who's the uh, next character on your list? Uh, I guess we're going to talk about this one. Uh, Manat is the next character on my list. Yep. And I know, I know, yes, and I will preface this by saying uh, Manat, to me, is the most technical character in the game. Uh, she is one that requires a lot of knowledge, a lot of attention, uh, a lot of work to get really good with her. But she also has some really dumb tools that are just, oh, they're well, so annoying. So so and she can like we've kind of established with these other characters like bison and such it's like they have some legitimate stuff but mm -hmm. there are certain things about them that make them dumb to you mm -hmm. so um and and i agree with you like yes she's technical she takes skill we're seeing sako come out and play and be very entertaining mm -hmm. in his traditional sako way which is very refreshing i think for the for the scene as a whole the street fighter scene mm -hmm. um and yes her combos if you use v trigger one <clears throat> mm -hmm. are really cool and uh and elaborate uh but yeah, so so what are the things about her that you dislike? Yeah, I think the first things obviously are the the V triggers. Both of her V triggers I feel have a lot of utility. Uh V trigger one is one that is basically um she has the six orbs around her and she can fire them off at different times whenever she wants to, even like in recovery of moves or during block. Like she can basically fire them whenever she needs them. Uh and she can do it during block. I think she can, right, John? John? Uh, she can fire her orbs during when she's blocking. Yes. V trigger it's, one. She has to recover partially. She can't do it in block stun. No. Mm. Um, but she like the moment she recovers, she can get them out, kind of thing. So um, yeah, if you could, if you could, that would basically mean you could combo break someone. Or I've, block I've seen some them. clips. Maybe yeah. I have to double check them, but I've seen some where she yeah. basically interrupts people, and it's kind of like. So okay. if someone's frame trapping you, you can send it out, and maybe you'll trade. You can with them kind of send it something. out, and trade it. Yeah, you could mm -hmm. definitely do okay. that. You can use it to bait, like you know, uh, uh, V uh, reversals. Mm -hmm. They're they're very tricky in terms of like I mean. If you can do it, it's got to be like, you know, one frame timing, like one frame of one frame or something <laughs> like I've I've I can't think of any instances where literally she's combo broke someone like uh, unless like the orb was already on its way out. Mm -hmm. so. OK, yeah, I'd probably have to double check that. Maybe it's just, uh, yeah, I'm twisting it in my mind because I'm so salty about it. Um, there you go. But it's, it's one of those things where even, you know, aside from that, it's just basically uh, it's a really great tool for combos, for extended combos. You, you see all those stylish, uh, you know, sequences on Twitter and everything like that from Sako. 
um, and other Monop players, but it's like uh, not only that, but on block or if you're trying to, to defend against it, uh, it's also really great for mix-ups, uh, you know, overhead mix-ups, the, the instant overhead one that's pretty much a classic now. Uh, it's just one of those things that it's really oppressive. It's really hard to kind of get away from. And it does take some thought to use it for sure. But it's just like uh, it goes back to what Raptor said. Like you lose to that and you're just like, I tried so hard to get away from it. I tried so hard to defend against it and I lost anyway. It didn't matter. Um, and then you you look at something like V Trigger Two, which uh, is still flying under the uh, radar. Stephen, yeah. if if I can jump mm-hmm. in actually just really quickly on V Trigger sure. One, I, I'm going to say like a really hard counter to it, but I'm also going to say why that hard counter is not that great of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is mostly one of the reasons I stopped using V Trigger One. And most people know I use V Trigger Two with Monot. I'm one of the few people mm-hmm. who do it. Um, and I kept running into people that would just simply V reversal it. And why I have such an issue with people saying that V reversal is like a you know a counter that you should throw out there is most characters V triggers are extremely good in this game, like except for Ryu, you know, kind of thing. But most most characters <laughs> actually have a really good V trigger, um, and getting rid of that usually puts you in a pretty disadvantaged yep. like situation in Street Fighter Five. And so yeah, that is a great counter to V trigger one, but like, do you want to risk that? Like you're giving up your comeback mechanics, you're getting up like so many other things with your character to do that. And so yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you in the slightest. Mm-hmm. I just want to throw that out there. That is a hard counter. It works very well against V trigger one. More people should probably do it, but at the same time, I get why they don't. Right. Yeah, and again, you usually if uh, you're at the tail end of, uh, you know, or if you're on the receiving end of uh, Monot's V-Trigger 1, it's like you want to have V-Trigger stocked and ready to go because it's like you want, again, you need every tool you, you can in that matchup to survive, basically. Um, and, and like you were saying, John, you're probably one of the only people who uses V-Trigger 2, and it's still flying under the radar, and that's probably why I have so much of a bias towards it. Um, but it's just one of those things that she gets two activations during her um, during her uh, V-Meter or V-Trigger bar, um, and she shoots out all six orbs at once. Uh, I think she has three variations of it. She can use them for mix-ups, or she can shoot them directly at you. And she gets a lot of uh, she gets a lot of plus frames basically. And she can kind of go in. Uh, they're used really great for uh, converting into combos, and they do pretty darn decent damage. Uh, John, do you want to talk a little bit about how much damage you can output with those? Yeah. Um... I'll very quickly say, and and this is something I had to do to convince myself uh, that V Trigger 2 uh, can compete with V Trigger 1, and it comes down to a stylistic choice. Mm -hmm. I do think that V Trigger 1 for Monad is one of the absolute best in the game. But if you hit both of Monat's V Trigger 2 combos, and like you have a meter to spend each time, which is, you know, not too hard to do, um, you basically have about I want to say close to double the damage potential of V Trigger mm-hmm. One. Now, again, landing that and getting a hit confirm V Trigger Two is much harder to hit confirm, uh, much less range to do it with, and other things. But you also have two very solid mix-ups if you can get them off and out there. Um, there's an art to using the move. It is not super easy to actually set it up and land it consistently. But the damage potential, if you do it, if you're not using super, I'm, I'm sorry, I should have put the caveat in there. If you don't use super with V-Trigger 1, which a lot of Monot players do, it's double the damage potential mm-hmm. with V-Trigger 2. And I don't like to use super a lot with her because I love the utility of her um, her EX Sphere um, because it resets the position. It's so good to have during the match. Um, and so anyway... Um, yeah, that's that's basically the nuts and bolts of it. Mm-hmm. There's utility there, but the damage output is insanely yep. good. Yep. Yep. And so that's basically why I think Trigger 2 as well falls into a little bit of the dumb category for me. Again, it's probably personal experience, personal bias, but it's just one of those things that it's like, yeah, when you lose to that, it's like, well, okay, she got a conversion off of a, you know, standing light kick, a three frame standing light kick, and now I'm dead. So uh, that's pretty fun. 
Um, but I think probably the biggest thorn in my side with Minot is her standing heavy punch, which uh, I've probably complained about that uh, about a million times by now. Um, it's fast. It hits far away. Um, it's the recovery seems really fast on it, too. It crush counters. Um, it's just super, super annoying to try to get around. Uh, even if you can, you know, dash uh, behind it or try to get through it after blocking it, uh, she has time to either throw out another one or she can throw out a jab or do whatever. Um, it's hard to jump over. You really need to predict it, uh, at least for my characters. Uh, it, it feels pretty much impossible to jump over most times. Uh, and it's just, God damn, it's so annoying. <laughs> Yeah, on reaction, it's it's almost impossible yeah. to punish. Uh, I'll, I'll go on record again. I've said this multiple times on the podcast. I do think that is a move that needs more recovery. Uh, I think it's a little too good for what it mm -hmm. offers, but at the same time, that's one of the things that makes Monat a really good character in this game. You take that away from her, she's going to drop a couple spots down the tier list, so I don't know, but I do think that the move is a little too oppressive for what it offers right mm -hmm. now. Um, but I will just say that that Steven and I, this is one of our classic arguments we got into on Skype, and it, it, like the whole chat's you know, so like all, all the, the staff members on event hubs. And he's like, there's no way that I hit heavy punch more than you do with Minot. Like, you hit that stupid standing heavy punch thing, like, so much more than I do. Direct and you I'm guys like, back to the earlier part of this conversation mm -hmm. where I said we're going to start talking about heavy punches. Yep. We're doing yes, that yeah. now. Minot versus Abigail <laughs> heavy punches. Yep. So... Uh, I, what I did is I went into Street Fighter V uh, CFN statistics, and I went and I pulled it up, and Steven was just adamant up and down. He's like, there's no way I hit heavy punch more than you do. I'm like, dude, you play Abigail. Like, that character is based entirely around heavy punch. You hit it way more often than I do. Like, you don't understand. Uh, and this is the blind spots that we all have. But anyway, as it turns out, like, Steven hits, like, heavy punch, like, 5% more of the time than I do, which is a considerable amount, considering you've got six buttons on your controller. Does he use his finger uh, or forehead? Because that's uh, important. Okay. Yeah, it's confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> but it again, and I'm not really trying to put Steven on blast. Like, Steven's like the best dude. He's not usually on the podcast. He is a wonderful and awesome and very knowledgeable person. Uh, and so I give him a lot of crap because, you know, I got to, you know, keep his uh, head smaller so it's easier for him to <laughs> smash it against the joystick and get his, you know, I need that out. precision but for anyway, heavy punch, dude. A smaller head helps there me. There you go. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, but it's it, he, because, but he swore up and down like he's, there's no way I hit heavy punch more than you. And again, five percent more he does you know and that's that's the blind spots all of us have and again i've definitely got blinders on with Monat. it's like well you don't understand her weaknesses you don't know her like <laughs> i do dude you know kind of thing and and yeah so yeah as far as Monat goes i don't have too much to say i uh, i think she's one of the best characters in the game but i don't think that she's broken and like you guys have already been uh, saying the only thing that I would tweak about her is to give her standing heavy punch a little bit more recovery uh, well Maybe not even recovery, uh, but have a little more risk associated with it. Mm -hmm. um, so the risk reward being changed a little bit, whether that means make it a little bit slower so it's not as good or give it a little more recovery either way. But with where it stands now, that's the only thing that I'm like, eh, that's kind of dumb. Mm -hmm. um, outside of that, I think she's a good character. She has a lot of great tools, but I think they work for what you know she is. And I think that they work in the realm of like the whole risk reward situation um and you just acknowledge that she's a good character mm -hmm. and uh, but it's not it's not unfun dumb game breaking status for me and, and again uh Nikali is a very good matchup against Manat he i think it's 6-4 in his favor but um and and so like i don't feel the pain of a character that can get you know manotted really hard <laughs> but uh, i do think i do think that she's again really good but it's okay 
Yeah, and so uh, we're actually. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna add uh, just something. The the final little personal gripe that comes from me playing against Monat so many times is uh, her crouching heavy punch, uh, which is just uh, falls into the category of a move that work. It works in a way that it shouldn't sometimes. Uh, and I think again, John and I have had this discussion so many times in the past. But um, her crouching heavy punch without orb uh, is it somehow stops cross-ups. I don't know how it hits in front, but the hitbox somehow stops deep cross-ups. And that really frustrates the hell out of me uh, because you're, you know, she's on wake up, she's hitting crouching heavy punch and stopping a cross-up. It just doesn't seem right to me. And it's just, it happens so many times and it's really annoying. So, um, so we're going to move along because there, there there's some things I will not own up to because they will destroy <laughs> me as a player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're going to go ahead. We're actually running along in the pod here. Um, and uh, we're going to go to a lightning round here and just kind of uh, go out for the rest of our list here. So, uh, John Raptor, do you want to kick us off and, and go through your list here real quick? My my full list? Uh, yeah, just the characters you haven't covered yet. and Just kind of in fast order. Lightning okay. round. Well, uh, let's let's actually do this. If there's a character that doesn't have overlap, then we can just get, say our piece real quick and then mm-hmm. go on. But if it's a character that's on multiple people's lists, then we can dig in a little bit more. How about that? Sounds good. Okay, so how about Cammy? Is Cammy on any of your lists? Uh, he, she is number three on my list. Okay, uh, and Steven? I actually don't have her on my list. All right, so we can talk about her a little bit. Uh, and basically, John, why don't you add anything that I don't say? in my analysis here. Um, Cami is argued to be one of the best in the game, depends on the day. Uh, we're seeing her more and more in tournament, uh, I think, than any other character, although we uh, we didn't see as many in this most recent one where, uh, where Fudo won. Um, and I don't think she was in top eight at Evo, which is something. But anyways, the, uh, the Cammy's like dumbness and, and such has been following her as a character for a while now, simply in the fact that she's been getting buffs while uh, instead of nerfs when people are like, she's already really good. And then she gets little tiny buffs and you go, what? And then as other characters that are really good get nerfed down, she's just kind of sitting there, you know, like, you know, doing the spaghetti behind the, the <laughs> big plants or whatever, for those of you that get that reference. And... So she kind of had this this air of dumbness about her just in the way Capcom has approached her. Now, uh, realistically, she's got a lot of tools and her her disadvantage is low life. And a lot of times, if that's the case, then they're going to be one of the best characters in the game. The only real problem that I have with Cammy, where I feel like she's not fun and she gets into that realm of, of being dumb in the way we've been talking about what dumb means, is that her air approach is so versatile and there isn't really a very good hard counter to it um, outside of standing at a certain range and then being able to like jump back with a normal kind of a thing and even then you're giving up ground and and not getting a lot of uh, punish off of it um, it's very different than being able to consistently anti-air her with something like a dp so the fact that she can go up into the air and then all that she gets from a dive kick which is like plus or it hits you and leads in the combo into more follow-up or she can cut her jump forward short, make you whiff a DP, and then get a crush counter, you know, punish. I think that, you know, the, the amount of options she has in the air as a character doesn't really fit the Street Fighter chess back and forth kind of approach that we have. And so that's my main issue with her. So taking away even just a little bit, and she's not ridiculously dumb. It's just that she has so much that she can do out of the air. I think if she just wasn't plus off of a blocked dive kick or that she couldn't cut a jump short with a with a dive kick early, something like that, one of those kinds of tweaks would make her fine in my book. And she's not like the biggest problem in the world for me. I just think 
that everything that she has, uh, that she has a few little dumb things in, in her arsenal, and I would like to see those regulated a little bit. Yeah, uh, I'll just add too easy to play, too much reward for being dumb. I'll keep it really succinct. And that's just, it, it's just, yeah. Okay. Um, my other one, which I don't think either one of you is going to have on your list, will be Ken. Am I right? I almost I put Ken. I almost put Ken. Yeah. Okay, real quick. Uh, I, I like playing Ken less than any other character in the game. I do not think that he's very good, similar to Birdie. I think he's somewhere in the mid-tiers. But the way he's designed, especially around his V skill, um, combined with other things, is that basically Ken has a couple of different ways to get in, and none of them are very safe. And but the way like the the risk reward is just so that char- that Ken players are still will still do it and they won't win every time. But when they when it works, it works, and when it doesn't, it doesn't, and it doesn't feel like a very good mental back and forth. And so again, when you get hit by his stuff. There is a very clear counter, and you just guessed wrong most of the time in the way that most Ken players play. Now you can play him with a like, kind of like a a whiff punishy patient neutral game, but most of the time Ken players are just gonna I'm either coming forward with a run or I'm coming forward with a jump ex tatsu or I'm doing like a normal into cancel into run, which is very punishable. But you can't be ready for all those things at once, and so they just throw them at you and hope for the best. When it when you beat them, great. But when you lose to that, it sucks. And I've had more salt losing to Ken's that are just going through the revolving wheel of options seemingly mindlessly uh, and and so that's why I put Ken on the list not again because he's good because I don't think he is and I think he just kind of hopes for the best and and it just when you lose you feel extra salty and that's my main problem with that character yeah I almost put him on the list because of wake up light kick Tatsu <laughs> I think that's oh, the yeah, stupidest stuff like that thing it's in like, the world. Well, that wasn't. Yeah, it's it's if you did a meaty, you're gonna you're gonna beat him out. But if you didn't, like you know, it, it just it sucks. It's so, so dumb. So that's yeah. I think that's four for me. We got Ken, Birdie, Cammy, and Bison. And then for my last one, uh, I want to give an honorable mention to G because I think he might be dumb, but oh, I no. haven't seen enough <laughs> from him to really to really put him on the possible of this to put him on this list yet. So, I'm not going to put him on the list, but I'm going to give him an honorable mention with the potential of being a dumb character once we see more and more from him. Um, yeah, I I agree with that. I I actually considered putting him on the list even right now but i'm like it's too early like we don't know enough but we do happen to have someone who mains half the cast and who happens to play g steven what do you think of the character i will start this by saying great minds because i have g listed as a maybe as well and i have a couple Mm -hmm. of points that i can bring up because again i'm not super sure yet um but he has some things that are definitely interesting and definitely might fall into the category of dumb again it's really early so i don't want to you know say but from my experience so far um uh, i actually wrote an article about uh, his ability to build meter uh his his super meter in in the game uh basically what happens is uh he has his uh message to the people speech that works very similarly to uh armika's v skill where he basically he delivers this this big speech and uh, it builds his super meter uh, but the- quick aside, we were playing one time and uh, recently, and John didn't know that it builds meters. So he's like, 
you're just taunting mid match. Yeah. <laughs> super pissed I'm like, off. yeah, not cool. <laughs> there's, and there's some history okay here. It. Yeah, there's there's some history here because I never played Smash Brothers like mm. competitively or like anything outside of a party. And and Steven's like, you know, played the series for quite a bit. And so I'm like, hey, you know, like let's go play, but take it easy on me. Like I really don't know what I'm doing. And Steven proceeds to taunt me up and down and left and right every single time he takes a stock mm-hmm. or hits me. And he texts me afterwards like, dude, that's how you play Smash Brothers. You taught the other guy every that's time. That's how we yeah, used to play it, dude. Yeah. Like, when they're when they're flying in the background and about to disappear, what else are you gonna do? Right. I'm like, just take it easy on me. And he's like, taking it easy on you is taunting a hundred times. What's your problem? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. So anyway, but yeah, I, so I had a little PTSD at the moment. I'm like, not cool, bro. Mm. But uh, anyway, go ahead. Obviously you didn't play a ton of third strike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I did actually, but yeah. <laughs> uh well yeah, so with uh with G's message to the people, um the thing about it is the startup like shortly after the startup of it uh he builds a pretty decent chunk of meter it's pretty fast and uh he can actually cancel into the speech from special moves and normals so you land uh his rush punch and send the opponent flying across the screen and then you hit two kicks and he starts up the speech and if you just press it he'll basically gain a chunk of meter there and you can do it safely if you're if you know how to you know use his special moves and and knock the opponent down in the, in the proper ways uh so what he can do is kind of if he levels up his presidentiality and he can keep you out with fireballs, he can shoot a fireball from full screen that hits two hits, I believe, uh, and it's pretty good for locking the opponent down uh, and then cancel into his uh, the very first part of the speech and build meter each time. So he's getting meter build from the blocked fireball and from his speech. Uh, and you can kind of keep doing that, and there's all these different setups and stuff that you could do to keep it safe, uh, and he can just build meter like crazy. Uh, now, some might say that he needs that because uh, it can actually be pretty difficult to level him up safely. Um, you typically want to kind of hang back at first to, to you know, uh, assess the situation and kind of get your ground and, and level up safely. Um, and of course, once he's leveled up, he's so much more devastating. But it's kind of like that's where the question kind of comes in. It's like, is the meter build a little bit too dumb or does he kind of need it? Is he Cyrex? You know, is it? What's the kind of the the deal here? Um, and I will say too, once he goes into V Trigger One, if you're playing V Trigger One, which definitely seems to be the the, the V Trigger of choice at the moment, um, he gets instant level three presidentiality, and it stays consistent until um, until the V Trigger's done. And he can cancel special moves into each other for bigger combos and things like that, safe pressure. So he can kind of just do that. And, and if you have that, and you're building meter with the speech, it's like. It can get pretty crazy pretty quickly. Um, but again, the the debate is, is that really dumb when you have a character that really has to kind of pick his spots and figure out how to level up? And then once he gets there, he can kind of start doing all this crazy damage and everything. Um, it's kind of early, but I think those are some of the uh, the potential things that might make him a little bit dumb down the road. So. Fair. We'll see what happens once uh, Capcom takes, you know, goes through a, a buff, uh, a balancing patch, and mm-hmm. see if they do anything to him or not. And and when characters really figure out the character, or when players figure out the character. Um, so G is an honorable mention. Guile's an honorable mention. I think for fairly obvious reasons. Although I don't actually have him on my list. Mika is an honorable mention because of her mm-hmm. stupid approach options. I have her on my list. I have. I have her on my list yep. too. Good. We'll uh, talk Steve about her Lord, in a yeah, second. But I always want to get to. We, we can talk about her, but I, um, I just want to get to my, my last pick, which ultimately, and it came down between Mika and Rashid, but I went with Rashid because uh, he has been nerfed. I think he's still very good. The main thing for me right now is the way he gets off the wall. 
And, uh, like, and other characters have wall jumps that are not stupid, so I'm not saying just wall jumps in general are dumb. But his weird angle where he, he he's in the corner, but then he goes off the wall, he's out of the corner, and he gets you into a... A, um, like he actually gets to attack you with a cross up that's like plus is silly to me and um, the, the they they added like a frame or two on his um, how long he has to be on the wall but it still sucks uh, it, you have to basically call it out and to do that means that you have to give up your corner pressure against him and that's very strong uh, I think it's a very like naturally strong tool that he has that I don't enjoy having that you know like it's not fun for me to to deal with that in the okay, you have this revolving wheel of options and such. I, I think it's a silly thing to have um, in the way that they've executed it with all of the, the, the reward that he gets off of it in escaping the corner and even hitting you sometimes and being goofy in this, like, he's on defense and he gets this weird cross-up on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, like, he has a few things in, like, his normals and his ability to close the gap with spinning mixer and such. And, again, it's it's not as bad as it was uh, but I think just a few things like that makes the character kind of dumb and, again, not fun to lose to when when those are the things that happen. So uh, Rashid, not as big of a problem as he was before, but still a few little things that I'm like, that's stupid f- to be in the game like that. Like, give him something else that's good, but make it in a different way. Steven, do you have Rashid on your list? Uh, I don't, actually. Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll quickly chime in. I, I've got him here on mine. Uh, I boils down to what I do whatever I want and you can't stop it and any character that has that much oppression from pretty much any spot on screen is a little bit too much for me I know he's been toned down but man the the fact that Capcom thought he was okay when he could sit there and do his like I think it's crouching heavy punch just kind of Mm -hmm. over and over again and fish for like crush counters and it's just he has so much match control and he's so good at it and it's like I'm looking at a Rashid player. I'm not watching him do a bunch of thought and like just like, oh, I better, you know, strategize with this and all that. They're literally like going ham with like bison and just kind of doing whatever they want to do. Hope That's this my works. Big problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. It hope did. it works. Sick. And, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> and if not, oh, guess what? I'm safe. You know, kind of thing. Woohoo. You know, it's just like, ah. Uh. And he has been toned down. He needed that so bad. Um, and it's nice to see the character, like, it was nice to see him, like, have a rise up, you know, through the, the tier rankings. He was not very popular in season one, um, you know, and became very, very popular. Uh, so I was happy to see that, but also, like, I'm very happy to see him nerfed mm-hmm. now. But, yeah. yeah. All right, so you guys have Armika. What do you think of Armika? Uh, my big problem with this character is, okay, everyone says, oh, she has trouble getting in. No, she doesn't. Like, she can, she has so many options in and so many ways in. And once she's in and you're cornered, it's like you're stuck there for so long. Mm-hmm. And her wheel of mix-ups in that corner is ridiculous. We talk about 50-50s. It feels like every one of her corner mix-ups is like a 75-25. <laughs> and, and her ability just to push you into the corner in a variety of ways and just kind of do dumb mix-ups with, with random timing and have it work out in her favor is ridiculous. Remember when her fierce punch was plus one? Or was it uh, plus three or something stupid uh, like that? I don't it, know. It, it wouldn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. Even if whenever you were in the corner, you lost anyway, regardless of how plus it was. And the entire screen was the corner in season yeah. one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just, just her, her wheel of options is so ridiculous. And it's like, it just, it goes back to what you guys have said many times. Like losing to her is so unsatisfying for me. It's like, what was I supposed to do? Like I, I guessed wrong like three times and I lost, you know, and it's like, or I guessed wrong once and I got cornered and then I guessed wrong again. Ugh, and it's just so frustrating. And so I'm really trying to unpack the matchup. It feels like I need to just go in and rush her down and that's fine. I'm fine with doing that. It's just like, 
man, it, it's so unsatisfying for me to play that character. Yeah, her approach does not feel very honest. And so when you get hit by it, you go, well, did they outsmart me or did they just get lucky because they have these different options? And and uh, and that's like what kind of detracts from it. The reason she's not on my list is because as bad as that tends to be, it's so easy to rush her down when she when she's you know when you're on offense that it feels like even though she has all that it's like yeah but I'm gonna get you and when I do get you it's gonna be just as bad for you so uh, it's it's a it's a silly risk reward but it's not the worst thing in the world and so um, that's that's why she didn't quite make the list for me Raptor you also play Nicole who happens to be one of the best rushdown characters in the game or have some of the best rushdown tools in the game uh, and and I think that might help with the with your perception of that matchup a little bit so yeah yeah because if you're Abigail and you're stuck in the corner or you try to rush her down again his buttons are a little bit uh, slower and she can just kind of jab you out of something or or do her ex uh, the the lariat or whatever or get you with a medium punch kind of thing uh, I think she can actually get um, her medium punch, the, the Irish whip on Abigail's uh, armored run, which uh, she just does one hit and then throws him. And so that's pretty much it. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit tougher there. Yeah. Yeah. So translation for those at home, Stephen's saying, like, that's fine. I hope you're happy that you play Nikali, John. Like, you're kind of a moron for playing him, but whatever. So we're going to move on. We don't we well, never see the moron part. Remember? <laughs> I do play Zachary. Yes, I do. Yeah. All right. So what's the uh, – who has Nikali on their list? Uh, I – I had him, but he's he just falls out of the range of being good enough for like he's just good enough. Like it's I can't see altering the character any more than he already is and having him be like halfway decent. You and, heard like, it here so- on the Event Hubs <laughs> podcast, everyone. Nikali is fair, Confirmed. and you heard it from both Stephen uh, by his silence and yep. John yeah. by his <laughs> admission. I'll- yeah, I'll let Steven jump in on this one because I think he has more like solid opinions about this one. But I, again, I'm I'm really of the mindset that Nikali I think is very overrated in this game. Um, I think that to play him in most matchups is fairly hard and, and difficult to do because his tools are not that great. But where his tools are really good, like that's when he runs over characters and makes you think he's much better than he is. But I think overall he just he, his tools aren't as sharp as everyone else's. So, mm-hmm. but I'll turn it over to Steven. Yeah, for Nikali, I think he's uh, I think he's a strong character personally. Um, but I think that the way that he approaches the game and the way you have to play with that character, it's very it's very streamlined. It's very straightforward. It's like Nikali's going to get in, he's going to frame trap you, or he's going to command throw you. That and or convert into a combo. That's basically the whole thing. Um, and it's very much like a. It's frustrating to lose to, but you can also see like when you do lose to it, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it it's it feels I don't want to say it feels fair, but it's it's honest, in my opinion, for the most part. I think it's pretty honest um, compared to other characters. About as honest as yeah, as honest as Street Fighter. Right, games, exactly. But yeah, yeah. So that's why I didn't put him on the uh, list. Steven, do you uh, who, who else is on your list? Steven? Uh, I had Mika and I actually had Laura for very much of the same oh, reasons yep. of Mika, because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, basically she can do what Mika does. But mid screen with her um, her V trigger one, I believe it is. And the uh, the EX uh, thunderclap. And it's basically a going to reset you. Am I on in the front? Am I in the back? Uh, and then even without V trigger, she can, uh, you know, mix up the, the elbows, the safe elbows and the command throws. And it's just. One of those things where when you fight Laura, it's like you basically you want to try to get in close. Uh, but once she's in on you or once she starts her game, it's like I'm just praying for the best. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that I can get out of this. And especially with V-Trigger, it's like I need to guess right. I'm probably not going to. 
if I do, hey, that's great. If I don't, yeah, I expected that. And it's it's pretty frustrating to fight. I definitely agree. Like, it, it is dumb. It just doesn't happen enough for her to trump out these other characters mm-hmm. that I've listed. So it does suck losing to V-Trigger 1 mix-ups, especially when you get hit by an overhead because mm-hmm. you're like, damn it, the overhead's unsafe, you yeah. know? Uh, but, but um. But yeah, like it just doesn't happen enough uh, nowadays, at least. I mean, season season two with that damn knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. that's a whole oh, other story. Oh yeah, but so but she's yeah. been toned down enough where one, I guess it's either not enough players playing her, or like I don't find myself in those situations enough to really have that hatred for the character. When it does happen, it absolutely sucks. Exactly like what we're talking about here too, and the mm-hmm. idea that it's like, oh, that's dumb. But yeah, that's that's my take on it. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll I'm the last one with uh, a character here, so. I want to throw out like Urian. Um, my salt for the character has has dissipated a bit, especially since uh, season two. Uh, there's another big time story here, but we're running late on the podcast, so I'll save it for another time when Steven isn't on to defend himself. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway. Steven played Urian. I played Urian. I still do as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, John played Laura, and I'm seeing a trend here. Just, it's all the characters that Steven and John played. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, just real quick with Urian, he he does a lot of random moves, and they're really good. And it's just like the random move hit me, and now I'm dead. You know, and it's like ah, it's like it just it doesn't feel like there's enough thought behind a lot of his moves that he does. He threw him out there because EX tackle is really good, or, or normal tackle is good at a certain range, and that's it. You know, and and you know, and I hit you and I won type thing. And I'm boiling it down there, you know, to being dumber than it really is. But it's pretty much it's. I have good moves. I do them. I win. I think EX tackle uh, into V trigger mix-ups really suck. But outside of that, um, I think that he's lost most of the things that were dumb about him. One of my, if if you take knees, like if you block knee, then it's like some somewhat in that same realm of like what I was talking about with Rashid going off the wall and then getting a a mix-up because knee tends to be like safe uh, or plus and Urians will do it in the corner, but one of the most satisfying things in Street Fighter V is DPing a Urian that does knee. Um, that's that's so sick. And then his reversals and such are very baitable. So mm-hmm. if, like, EX Tackle put him at a distance where he wasn't, like, you know, where he, where he didn't lose his turn, that would be one thing. But be, but but if, like, if, if you block an EX Tackle and he doesn't have V-Trigger to go into, then uh, then you're fine, you know? Mm-hmm. You just, like, you know, you take your turn, and maybe he'll do EX Headbutt, but meh. Um, so, so like, yeah, he's, he was dumb in season two with his robbery mechanics and, or robbery status, but, and, and Aegis mix-ups do suck to get hit by, but, uh, just like, I, I see it, I see your argument. It just, like, I have characters that are, that are worse in my opinion. Yeah. And, and just to, to add really quickly to the EX tackle thing, I believe on block it's like even, or it's minus one. And so if you have a three frame character, uh, it's basically your turn at that point. Uh, if you're going to hit a button there, he's going to get counter hit. Um, so a lot of times now it's kind of like a, after after the season two nerfs and all of that, uh, if you block any X tackle, the year in player is probably going to just hang back a little bit and see if you do anything. If you have a three frame normal, which uh, both of the people on this uh, podcast right now play characters who do have three frame normals. So, yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there that that there's a classic saying in the move is negative two uh, on block. <laughs> Even better. Everyone knows at home. Uh, and negative two is uh, the new plus four on block is what people <laughs> in the community do. would say. If you have an invincible reversal to follow it up with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's silly to do most of the time. Yeah. 
it, it's somewhat silly to do it. It just depends on if you have a very fast recovery normal you can you can throw out there. But he again, it's like the birdie disease where he spaces himself at a range where some characters, they might have a three-frame normal, but they're too far away to actually use it. So if you do, it's baited, and then all of a sudden, Urien is taken off you know, 500, 600 points yeah. of your life. And it's like, oh, well, don't worry about yeah. that, John. Your characters are definitely within range to punish him, so don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think if you do it immediately, true. his EX headbutt, you can still block. Yeah, him. if you do a, a three-frame, yeah, you can still block the headbutt. So if he goes YOLO, you're still safe. It does depend. Uh, some Because it's a 12-frame startup, and some characters have uh, crouches that are crouching normals that are like 15, 16 frames. So negative two means you have to have like a 14-frame. Sorry, I'm getting really technical here. But some you can actually hit some characters, uh, three-frame normals or four-frame normals, if they hit a button after EX tackle. So just depends anyway so but we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up here because we've been on here super long but i wanted to throw this out here uh, one of the things that that causes us a lot of salt here uh both steven and i have our families around in our households and we actually have something here called family x factor uh x factor just like straight up from like you know the marvel vs. capcom series and that's pretty much like when you're in the the intensity of a match and i mean you guys know the concentration level it takes to play any fighting game you're giving 120 percent of what you got in anything being off at all could just be devastating to your game plan. And so what will happen is like Steven will be in the middle of a match and like his brother will come up and start talking to mm-hmm. him about like, you know, the weather that day or something like that. And all of a sudden we'll, we'll see a text, you know, come across uh, the cell phone and it'll be like, family X factor with like 15 exclamation points. <laughs> like, you know, he'll like go AFK for a little while. And it's just, it's like one of the ultimate like salt generating things. And like, we'll go sometimes and like, okay, I got to take like a five minute break to go clear my head <laughs> because my family dared to talk to me while I was playing street fighter and, you know, just kind of like you're blowing up and whatnot. Cause we, we've got to get it out. And yeah, my, my favorite example of that was uh, one time my dog walked into my room from the backyard and he brought me a dead rat. And that was uh, pretty interesting uh, while you're playing against, uh, you know, John and Street Fighter. And all of a sudden he drops a dead rat on my floor, which was, uh, yeah, that was probably the worst example of the of the uh, the family X factor and uh, definitely broke my concentration. So it worked. Worth yeah. it. Worth it for the story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, do you want to tell the story of John Rats here, how that became? <laughs> I got blamed for this, by the way. Somehow, like, Steven's, like, dog brought in, like, a rat in there. And, and so now we they, they call him, like, John Rats because, like, it's somehow, like, I, like, voodoo like cursed his dog to do that like in the middle of the match yeah so anytime anytime i have a bad connection or you know some kind of crazy lag i say that john sent the john rats to chew up my my wires and stuff which i'm starting to believe that that might actually be a legit thing so I'm just going to, you know, change my name to Rat King and go from there. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we hope you had a great time listening to the pod here. Uh, we wanted to try something new and go at each other, you know, for a little while and have some fun with that and uh, hopefully make it entertaining but also informative. You know, get some opinions out there that are a little different, a little more controversial. Um, clue you guys into, you know, some of the behind-the-scenes discussion here. Um, again, even though we go at each other, we really have a heavy respect for each other, except when we don't. But when, <laughs> most of, for the most part, we do. Uh, so yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this week and uh, we'll be back with you soon. Thank you so much guys for listening. Thanks guys.